Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, February 15th. I'm Jonathan All. The head of Missouri's Children's Division says his agency is making progress at tackling a big backlog of unfinished abuse and neglect cases. I believe that we will make serious progress over the summer because in the summer months, the number of incoming cases just just goes down and we'll be able to work on that backlog again. Coming up on The Gateway, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum talks with Children's Division Director Daryl Missy about why hiring more people is helping the agency stabilize in St. Louis. A shooting near the end of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl rally has left one person dead, 22 injured from gunshots, and more people suffering non-gunshot-related injuries sustained in the chaos. Mark Coleman of Independence was in attendance and near where the shots were fired. I've seen everyone running and trampling over these barricades and trying to get away, and the cops ran up to us and they said, run, run, seek cover. Police have detained three people, two quickly after the shooting, and a third later based on video footage. The police also recovered one gun as part of the investigation. Authorities have not provided a motive for the shooting. Webster Groves officials are responding to a high school student's efforts to change racially restrictive covenants on more than 1,000 homes there. As St. Louis Public Radio's Lauren Brennicke reports, the process aims to disavow decades of racist efforts to keep black people out of white neighborhoods. The U.S. Supreme Court in 1948 barred states from enforcing racially restrictive covenants, but they remain on many deeds and are a reminder of longstanding discrimination against black and other non-white buyers. Webster Grove sophomore Samantha Enland is working with Mayor Laura Arnold to help homeowners amend language on their deeds. Arnold says they want to make it easy for homeowners to address past wrongs. You don't want to whitewash history. What you do is you add a statement that says, this was wrong. I disavow that. So then we're not pretending that it never happened. We're acknowledging that mistake. And Lynn's helped more than 50 residents. There are more than 100,000 homes with restrictive covenants across St. Louis and St. Louis County. I'm Lauren Brennicke, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Supreme Court unanimously ruled yesterday that Missouri must reimburse Planned Parenthood for Medicaid payments. Missouri lawmakers have tried for years to deprive Planned Parenthood from receiving money from the state's Medicaid program. While the agency doesn't get reimbursed by the state for abortion services, it is eligible to receive payments for things like birth control and cancer screenings. A lower court ruled that the move to zero out funding for Planned Parenthood violated the Missouri Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. Since the state didn't challenge that part of the ruling, the Supreme Court unanimously affirmed the circuit court's decision. Missouri legislators may try to pass a law this session to bar funding from going to Planned Parenthood. Farmers in the U.S. are getting older, according to new numbers from the National Census of Agriculture, which was released yesterday. At the same time, the number of farms is decreasing. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. The U.S. Department of Agriculture conducts a census of farmers every five years. This new one shows an aging farmer population and continued consolidation of farms. U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack says this census should be a wake-up call. It need not be that every five years we report fewer farms and less farmland. It doesn't have to be. 
The secretary calls on policymakers in his department and in Congress to find new ways to support small farms. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. A new effort from St. Louis University and the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency in St. Louis aims to create the authoritative map of Cahokia Mounds. The famed prehistoric Native American site in the Metro East has been well studied. However, different academic research has been inconsistent mapping the details of the 2,200-acre site. SLU PhD student Justin Vilbig says the project is all about better understanding Cahokia Mounds. There's a, a lot of important questions about, like, why here, you know, and what, what's, what's important about this space. And so understanding kind of the landscape from a larger perspective is, I think, really important. NGA is helping Vilbig with the research by using drones equipped with light detection and radar sensors. The final product will be a 3D map of the site. The St. Louis branch of Missouri's Children's Division has struggled for months with a massive backlog of unfinished abuse and neglect cases. But last year, officials said increased hiring put the agency on a track to eliminate the backlog by September of this year. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum spoke with Children's Division Director Daryl Missy about whether that goal is still possible. When we talked last year, you mentioned that there were 16 active investigators in the St. Louis region looking into claims of abuse and neglect when there should have been 60. How many investigators are currently looking into cases of abuse and neglect in St. Louis and St. Louis County? We're getting close to the 60. Uh, they, they've not given me a breakdown exactly of how many people are doing investigations and how many folks are doing uh, uh, foster care case management, but our numbers are substantially better. At one point, we were close to 50% staffed. So I asked the, uh, yesterday how many folks that we have, and we have uh, 131 staff, three are in training, uh, we have 18 vacancies, which is a, which, you know, to my simple math means we're, we're approximately 87% staffed, which is the best it's been in a long time, and, I'm, and people are starting to feel it. Do you know how many of those people are still in training? Are, are there people who you just mentioned who are actually going out and investigating cases. They, they, they are going out and investigating cases, but I will tell you that there is a, an, an effort, I think a wise effort, to ease people into this, uh, you know, and to make sure that uh, we don't just throw somebody immediately into the deep end of the pool, if you know what I mean, so that, that a brand new worker is not going to be uh, assigned or made to do the things that, that a more seasoned person would do. But as you uh, probably could well point out, if we had 16 people before, the vast majority of who we have are, are very new. They're coming on and they're coming on uh, at a reasonable clip. Do you know what the, the backlog is? And when I say backlog, it's cases that are still open after 45 days. Where, where is right. it at this point? 6,960. That is, is significantly down. And, we, and we're down from even like January 15th, it was 7,181. So we're, we're, we're really moving in the right direction. And, and understand those are, those are cases that simply aren't finished uh, the, because you've got to do follow-up. What has been communicated to me is that cases where there's a serious safety issue, those kids are being seen uh, or, or, or that's being checked to make sure that's not the case anymore. And, and the things that are, that are on the back burner and are, have been left over are cases where 
we just have to do the follow-up. You know, we have to make the second contact. We have to, we have to check, uh, you know, uh, all, uh, other, other sources of information. So the, that work, and we have to do the documentation of all that, right? So that, that work is what is left in that, in that backlog of work. And I am hopeful, I'm very hopeful that if we can get fully staffed and we're, all, we're getting there uh, and these folks are, stra- are trained and will stay, uh, that we will really be able to uh, take care of that problem that people have been talking about. Are you still confident that you are going to be able to completely eliminate it by September 2024? I believe so. I believe that we're going to be able to do that. And the reason is because we're going to be fully staffed. If we can keep the people that, we've, that, that have come on board and we, and we have retention and we have people who are able to stay, uh, I, I believe that that number, I believe one third of that number is going to be gone by April. And if it's not, it's going to be because something else intervened. But I, and and I, I believe that we will make serious progress over the summer because in the summer months, the number of incoming cases just goes down and we'll be able to work on that backlog again. And if we get to September and they're not all done, I think we do a full court press to clean to clean it up. That was Children's Division Director Daryl Missy speaking to St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum. You can hear more of the conversation at stlpr.org. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Jonathan All, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.